Welcome to another edition of the Second and Gold Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with you as always. And in today's show, I'll be previewing week five for fantasy football in 2021. We got big questions, starter sit, booms and busts on today's show. And as you might hear, I am a little bit sick with a cold, but fighting through it right now to get this show out. I'm excited to be here today. Thank you so much if you're tuning in right now. Good to have you here on the podcast. So yeah, we'll be talking big questions, starter sit booms and busts on the show, news before that as well. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Calvin underscore SGF, at SGF pod is the podcast Twitter, at SG Sports Talk for the YouTube show. And if you want to see peak cold yesterday, you can watch, or I guess from two days ago, not yesterday, because this podcast is releasing on Thursday, you can watch that. Uh, second and goal sports talk on youtube is where you can find it second and goal fantasy at gmail.com is the email send questions to there or twitter uh always looking for fantasy questions for the show and yeah thanks for tuning in so yeah we'll get started got lots to discuss today uh let's get into the news And I was like, obviously, I was preparing for the show and not like talking that much because it's a solo show. So I wasn't really talking, just kind of listening to music and preparing for the show. So I had really no idea how my voice was going to sound when this show started. And so I hope I think it's not the worst thing in the world to listen to, I hope. But uh, I'm trying my best. Uh, First piece of news, Bears head coach Matt Nagy has named Justin Fields the starter going forward. This is a complete 180 from the narrative that he's been pushing all offseason and all regular season until really up to a couple days ago. Um, Justin Fields is now the starter. Obviously, we know Andy Dalton's dealing with a knee injury. Uh, This is interesting. I don't know if this is necessarily good for this offense. I think while Andy Dalton provides very limited upside for the offense, I think Justin Fields is going to be a very boomer bust type of player because what we saw against Cleveland, a good defense was fields absolutely wilting. We also saw a bad game plan, but a lot of that was on fields for his inability to make good decisions against the blitz. Uh, he would hold on to the ball too long, sometimes just not, not reading the defense as well as he should be. But then when he went to play Detroit, which is a, a defense he can easily take advantage of the dual threat ability. I mean, I, which I guess I, he didn't run the ball that much, but his arm talent and dual threat ability sort of trumped that against a weak defense. So it's going to be kind of up and down. I think it's going to be hard to trust Bears receivers. I mean, Fields is a very, very talented player, but still raw, uh, still not the greatest decision maker. We'll see how well he does, but I don't expect like this is going to be some sort of glorious thing like people maybe hope it would be. More Bears news. David Montgomery to miss four to five weeks with a knee injury. This means Damian Williams will be stepping up and taking the lead role for the Bears. He's done it before in Kansas City. He is worth a start if you uh, if he's on your waiver wire. Obviously, go pick him up. I talked about him on the waiver show a couple days ago. Uh, if you have him, he's worth a start. He can be an RB two for you. Joe Mixon week to week with an ankle injury. This means Samaje Pirine should be rostered in your league. Pirine, I would take more of a wait and see approach on. He's never been the most efficient running back, and so if unless you're in a dire situation at running back, I would wait on Pirine and not necessarily start him right away. Although he's not the worst option to have. I mean, he's a starting running back, so he could at least be solid. All right. Uh, But yeah, that's the news. Let's get into big questions. Three big questions to talk about. Number one, what are we doing with Miles Gaskin? Two touches last week against the Colts for Miles Gaskin. He has been frustratingly inconsistent. The week before, he actually had 16 touches, but nine in the week before that and 14 the week before that. 
it's so hard to trust. And against Tampa Bay, and with that matchup coming up, I, I just and with Jacoby Brissett playing, I mean, I don't really see it for Miles Gaskin this week. I don't think you can start him against the Buccaneers. This team's going to fall behind early. What we saw when they were losing against Indianapolis was Miles Gaskin was barely involved, and Brian Flores has a scary tendency to just suddenly switch off of one running back and get to the other. At least scary for fantasy football. Gaskin's the best running back in that backfield, but they still do. They they still have like Malcolm Brown and Salvin Ahmed who are still relatively talented and can get it done. It's not like they're going to be excluded from the game plan. So Miles Gaskin can't start him this week, unfortunately. Uh, another Miles at a running back who has been frustrating. Will Miles Sanders always be this frustrating? Uh, seven carries this week, two carries last week. Now Philly is playing Carolina, which it's likely not to be as big of a shootout game. And that's why, and it's likely to not be, I mean, the Eagles could easily fall behind in this, but I think it may not be Miles Sanders written out of the game plan as much. We saw in closer games or games where they were winning in weeks two and one, Miles Sanders combined for 28 carries. Uh, we just need to see that type of workload, but it's concerning that Kenneth Gainwell has taken so much work in the passing game for Miles Sanders. I expect that to continue. So he's a low upside, low end RB two this week, but I guess you can start him. He's probably going to be frustrating, but because he's not going to be living up to his full potential. Is Kenny Galladay legit? Uh, I mean, you know, my feelings on Kenny Galladay, the player, of course, six for one sixteen last week. But we don't want to totally say that he's legit yet, obviously, because of one week. It is good that it helped sort of to start to affirm my preseason pick. But the fact is, Sterling Shepard was not playing in this one. Darius Slayton was not playing in this one. One or both of them may come back this week. But I still think if you need to start somebody at wide receiver, Kenny Galladay is not a bad option against Dallas. Despite all the hate he's been getting, Kenny Galladay has had 26 targets through the first four weeks of the season. He is getting six and a half targets a game. Many of those targets are on deep balls. He hasn't gotten a touchdown yet, which will come eventually, which is why he's sitting at the wide receiver 42 right now. But I mean, if he could add on a touchdown to any of those first three weeks that he had, you would have been happy with his fantasy performance. Um, but yeah, that's big questions. I guess let's move into start or sit. And this is a guy I feel like we talk about every single week on Starter Sid. Um, Javante Williams versus Pittsburgh. Um, he's been splitting backfield carries with Melvin Gordon. Last week against Baltimore, seven carries for 48 yards, three receptions for 11 yards. I think Javante Williams, though, this week is a sit. And it's close. And he's not a bad start. But my official take on this is going to be sit. Because when we have a game like this against Pittsburgh, I mean, I feel like it's going to be, I mean, it's definitely going to be a slog, definitely going to be uh, Ben Roethlisberger's not going to be running up any sort of score, but I don't necessarily expect the Broncos to get well ahead in this one either. Um, Williams is also with just one touchdown through four games, seems very touchdown dependent. And when he doesn't get a touchdown, which is three out of the four games, you weren't happy you started him. He's played the Giants, Jacksonville, the Jets and Baltimore in the first four weeks. And I think three of those you weren't particularly happy about his performance and one maybe you were moderately happy about. So I think he's a sit. Mike Davis versus the Jets. Uh, Mike Davis struggled this week, but the fact is he's been getting touches and against the Jets who have been the worst against fantasy football running backs so far this year. I think he's a start. Mike Davis still got 15 touches last week. Washington bottled him up, but he was able to get into the end zone. That was his first touchdown all year. If he can score against the Jets, I think he can be good and he has a good chance of doing so. He gets the consistent workload, 16 touches the week before, then 16 the week before and 18 the week before. Mike Davis is getting touches. 
And against the Jets, he should be able to take advantage of some running lanes that maybe weren't available against Washington. So Mike Davis is a start. These, this last one is a combination, Derek Carr and Hunter Renfro. Uh, I'm going to give Derek Carr the sit, though. Against uh, Chicago, this isn't going to be a big blow-up game, not a barn burner by any means with Justin Fields. Um, Derek Carr has been the QB 11 through the first four weeks, so he's not a bad start if you need one. But, I mean, keep in mind that he was over 380 yards in all of his first three weeks, and it shows what happens. I mean, Derek, he's also had two, two touchdowns in all of those weeks. So when he potentially, I, I don't think two touchdowns is a guarantee. I don't think 300 yards is a guarantee this week. So it, it shows it, Derek Carr's risk really hasn't popped up as much yet, but I think it will come. Hunter Renfro, though, is a start, and that's because Hunter Renfro has been cons- as consistent as you could possibly want. Uh, he's always involved in the game plan. Nine targets, seven targets, six targets, eight targets in weeks one through four. Hunter Renfro sits at the wide receiver 22 right now, and uh, he will be involved as a safe option. Two touchdowns, uh, gotten back-to-back games. He won't totally disappoint, I don't think, even if he busts. I mean, wide receivers are inconsistent, but he should be solid this week. So start Hunter Renfro, sit Derek Call. All right, let's move into booms and busts. All right, I'm very predictable. <laughs> These two booms, it's Corey Davis and Marvin Jones, and it's it's very predictable coming from me, uh, someone who hyped both of these guys up, especially uh, Marvin Jones, but also Corey Davis throughout the offseason. They're going to be great this week. Corey Davis against Atlanta. I'm really loving that matchup. Zach Wilson coming off of a matchup against the 10 C secondary that he really took advantage of uh, is going to be ready to go in this one. And he's going to have a good game. I think against Atlanta because he's a good player. Uh, Davis last week on seven targets had four catches for 111 yards and a touchdown. If we could see that again. That'd be great. But I mean, in his four games, Corey Davis has had 29 targets. It's just been a matter of can Corey Davis and Zach Wilson connect, which they sometimes cannot. But against this soft Atlanta defense that got torched by Taylor Heineke, I think uh, to the tune of 40, 34 points, I think Corey Davis should get some good connections. He'll have those deep passes from Zach Wilson. He'll have the short targets. He has pretty much everything. He's the whole package. It's going to be really exciting this week if you're starting Corey Davis. Then Marvin Jones, arguably more exciting, playing that Tennessee defense that did just get torched last week by Zach Wilson. Don't don't uh, worry about Marvin Jones. Obviously, three targets, three catches last week. But with DJ Chark sidelined with an injury, he's going to be great. And um, it's going to be really good for Marvin Jones this week against Tennessee. His three previous games, he combined for 28 targets. He has had two touchdowns on the year. Marvin Jones is a great receiver, very underrated, and uh, he will be all over the place. And he will be, or not all over the place in a good way. He will be great for fantasy football um, this week. Busts, Zach Moss versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I mean, I'm, Zach Moss has been very, like, it's been quite solid for fantasy football as of late. Um, he's been a guy that you can certainly rely on uh, gotten, I think 27 carries it was through the last two weeks, but against the, keep in mind the matchups, those were against Washington and against Houston, both teams that Buffalo absolutely blew out. There was plenty of time to run the ball later in the game. Um, when, what we uh, could see against Kansas city is that the chiefs coming out early, taking the lead and uh, just blowing them out of the water. And with Moss consistently, he's still basically splitting carries evenly with Devin Singletary. This could be a tough game for him. Four touchdowns in the last three games isn't necessarily sustainable either. Uh, so Zach Moss, I don't think he's going to live up to expectations this week. Uh, last one, please don't yell at me. Cordero Patterson versus the Jets is not going to be 
he, he could still be good, but I'm going to go bold here and I'm going to say Cordero Patterson busts, despite the fact that Cordero Patterson is currently the RB3. And here's why. I mean, let's let's talk here for a second. Cordero Patterson has not exceeded seven carries in a game this year. He has not exceeded 13 touches in a game this year. He played 23 snaps and had 11 touches with three touchdowns last week. That is not going to be sustainable on that sort of snap share. And the Falcons have shown that they are willing to consistently use Mike Davis on the majority of running back snaps against the Jets. I mean, he will have an opportunity to take advantage of this poorest defense, but that could just inflate expectations for him even higher. Again, he's not bad, but I saw like I saw a post today that was like someone traded DeAndre Swift for Cordero Patterson straight up. And I thought that was crazy, first of all. But and obviously, I think a lot of people would as well. But that just shows you how far the hype can go for a guy like Cordero Patterson. It's I mean, he's could still be good. But bold prediction, there are some warning signs, some red flags, the limited snap share, the limited touch share, the fact that the team's still going to use Mike Davis, uh, that Cordero Patterson could bust this week. And that is a bold take. And uh, I think you can definitely still start him, but uh, that is a bold, bold take. So come back here in a week if that is correct. And, oh, man, I will take my victory lap. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. This was episode 98, episode 100, coming out in a week. So excited. Chris will be back on that one. That'll be fun. Follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod for the podcast and SG sports talk for the YouTube show. Second and goal sports talk on YouTube is where you can find it. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next time.